Show presents Scratch It Trailer. The podcast where we debate which track to scratch off some of the most known and unknown albums of all time. We live in an era of singles. This is an album. People no longer listen to an album for the work it truly is. It kind of defines a band. It's just not something that people relate to nowadays. We've all gotten the dreaded. Started out as a game. Which track on the album would would you scratch out if you had to? Hey everyone, welcome to another exciting episode of the Scratchy Track Podcast presented by the Dude and Grim Show. I am the Dude. And I am Grim, and we are here on this fine day to discuss Underneath the Rainbow by Black Lips. By Black Lips. Black Lips? The Black Lips? Black Lips? The Black Lips? Uh, I think just Black Lips. Okay. It says the black lips on my iTunes. Dude, I know. There's also I, Smashing Pumpkins, the Smashing I Pumpkins. Know. I know. I would add a the just because I, for some reason well, I, it feels like it's the it's it's the correct thing to do grammatically, but I, that I could be wrong. Yep. Well, I think what we should do is we should have all the super fans out there listening right now. Go ahead and like, subscribe, and comment below. And when you comment below, let us know if you prefer black lips or the black lips. I mean, it's 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 a controversy we've just started. I think. Well, so. and, and it's not the first time it's come up. It's come up with other no, it bands. Won't be, it won't it won't be the last. And you know, it's funny you bring up controversy because that is a big kind of part of Black Lips' uh, sort of past in their their uh, their future. Yeah, maybe not even so much in the present, but boy, I mean. You know, and I didn't really know about them. Um, My wife, Lisa, kind of got me going on the Black Lips. I believe she's actually seen them live, which that sounds like an awesome experience. Uh, I have not. But they put on a good-ass show. Well, they yeah, they do, as you'll hear. Um, But they started in Dunwoody, Georgia, which I believe is outside of Atlanta. And as far as I know, there were... There were three founding members. One of them unfortunately passed away, but Jared Swilly and Cole Alexander are like the two surviving main guys who I feel like are kind of like the backbone of the band. There's been some alternating cast members, uh, but I I don't feel like like it's drastically changed their sound. I mean, they kind of are who they are. But then they had... uh, um, Another guitarist, Ben Aberbaugh, um, who unfortunately passed away just before they were about to go on tour, uh, like their first tour. And, dude, they they went on because, I guess in their words, they felt like that's what he would have wanted them to do. Yeah, unfortunately, he was killed by a drunk driver. Yeah. Um, and and they talked about, like, they were, they were literally supposed to leave, like, that day or the next day to, to go on tour. And I think they met with with Ben's parents, and it was one of those things where his parents were like, "Now he would he would want you guys to get, yeah. keep this, you know, keep this going and do it." And you know, they did it. And I mean, shit, dude, look where they are now. They've they've yeah. they're a very su- successful band. I mean, depending on how you measure success, I mean, but well, they're, I, they're playing mu- dude, they're playing music for a living. So yeah. if you can so make a living <laughs> at it, I'd say you win. I, I've always. Ever since I started listening to them, which has been many years ago now, I, I've liked them. They're just, um, 
they have like kind of a 60s garage rock vibe. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Like they don't take themselves too seriously, but at the same time, they can have pretty poignant lyrics when they want to. Um, sure. I unfortunately, this is an album that was not really that highly rated. Hmm. Like when I read several reviews of it, I think I had an article up from Pitchfork. They only rated the album at a 6.3. Now, I'm not going to say it's like a 10 out of 10, but I I think it's a very good album. I've always enjoyed it. I can listen to it through. Um, it's funny. It it's They're just... I guess I like people that that don't take themselves too seriously, and they most yeah, certainly mean, do not. Yeah the the thing that really s- stood out to me right away one this is this album's twelve songs it's thirty four minutes a lot of the songs are real short they're punchy they got some really catchy riffs and just a lot of catchy tunes and kind of like you said earlier it's it has this some of them have this real kind of sixties feel to it but it's mixed to me it's like this 60s punk pop feel i know that's really what i'm getting you know when i and and when i was listening to some of it again most recently even i hear like raw power in there uh yeah just 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 different different oh and dude you'll hear that even more as you like you know expand looking more yeah getting more in their albums but they they were um Kind of an like at least Cole and Jared, the two main guys, were kicked out of school their senior year after the Columbine massacre because they were identified as being like the 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 dark sub counterculture kind of kids, which is funny. Instead of you know uh, being violent and shooting up a school, they decided to start like a, a an awesome rock band, which I think is a well, better outlet. Yeah, it, it, it is. And, you know, chalk one up to profiling, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, you paint your nails, you wear black leather or black jeans and, you know, black T-shirts. So obviously, you know, you're, you know, yeah. profile you. Um, so. Now, when they but, started, they weren't the best musicians <laughs> and they said they were no. kind of learning to play their instruments. Dude. And what I like yeah. is that they talk about some of their early shows uh, being noted for things such as vomiting, which is part of uh, Cole Alexander's medical condition, um, urination, huh? nudity, electric yeah, RC car races, fireworks, a chicken, flaming guitars. And, um, that, yeah. What else do you sometimes. want? Yeah, kissing too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anything to just kind of distract the fans. But, um, but I think they even said in one of the interviews I watched. I don't know if it was one of the interviews or something that I read that, um, like their fans, especially at some of the early shows, would like throw beers at them. But they said it was like in a real loving way. Like it wasn't <laughs> like, hey, we're like trying to throw you, you know, throw beers at you to like hurt you and like, yeah, whatnot. It was actually just kind of like. Maybe you'd Just want a beer. Showing respect. So um. now I I couldn't find this in the article, but and and I would love it if if there's some bigger much bigger fans, super fans out there. Please uh, correct me or give a link here. But I could swear that I watched a YouTube video where they discussed how they almost had their passports taken away from them and went to jail in India. 
because mm. of some crazy antics at a live show. I think it was India. But please, if, if someone, like, I don't claim to be an expert, but I'd really, if someone can shed some light on that, please do. Um, yeah, I, I remember them talk. I remember them talking about, I saw an interview where they talked about Iraq. Um, but they said that was actually, they were one of the first bands to kind yeah. of play there again. And they... A lot of people were like, oh, you're going there, like, you know, be careful and everything. And they said they felt very, very safe, mostly around. It was just kind of like families and teenagers. And they'd just never really seen rock and roll before. So they think they were mostly just like checking it out. Like, well, like, and what, I'm, yeah. What I, is this? And I probably get the feeling now that maybe they're not as much like pulling their peckers out or whatever. Probably not. You yeah. Know? Or vomiting or making out on stage. That, yeah. that you know, I, it, that would definitely be frowned upon in some of those countries. I mean, shit, it's probably frowned upon in this country in some states. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't even think you can drink there. Yeah. So. But anyways, yeah, I, w- I would love some, some, uh, some feedback Insight. on that one because I remember kind of like reading about him because I was fascinated with the idea of these live shows that were like so fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, I, I don't know. I, I just, uh, they've, they have this DIY kind of like, if we don't know it, we'll figure it out kind of an attitude. And, and I think that there's something about that that is, that, that in itself is very kind of punk. And it, to me, it's very endearing. Um, because they've, they've changed. Um, but even now, like they're on Vice Records, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least at the time of this, yeah, Vice Records still. But maybe maybe Vice Records is like an affiliate of a big major label, but I certainly don't feel like at any point they fucking sold out to be on like a major label. I mean, the the album that I have on vinyl, there's 200 million thousand uh, from 2009 is on Vice Records. And it's uh-huh. pretty fucking far from selling out to be on a pretty major fucking label. Far from okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, Marcel as well as was right. Dude. Um, well, in one of the interviews that that I I I watched, critics they were were they kind of said to them, or the interviewer said to them, Oh, critics have said that, you know, this album underneath the rainbow, um, you guys are really entering your maturing phase and they're like no, I don't think so at yeah. all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. Dude, the second song is about it. spending the night in jail for doing stupid shit. So I don't, yeah, I don't really know. And there's a, there's a couple of those songs on here. Now, there wasn't a ton of information out there, especially on the wiki. That's pretty bare um, about yeah. the recording of this album. But I think in, in some of the interviews that I that I watched, um, they said that they re- they recorded a lot of these songs live. And yeah. And they would they would be in the studio recording up to like 18 hours a day. So they were pulling some, some tough, tough days. Um, but, but I, I feel York- like that's kind of their style. Like, like mainly live recordings with minimal overdubs. I mean, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. They, cause they just have that kind of just raw sort of yeah. gritty sound. And, and dude, and this that, is that one of their more produced well. albums and it still sounds like that. Well, and you know they recorded some of it in New York, but also in Nashville, which uh, with uh, Patrick Carney, you know, I'm sure Patrick Carney of the Black Keys, yes, or Black Black Keys, the Black Keys, Black. again, um, yeah. Who's to say? 
Also, did you hear that they wanted, um, initially, they wanted uh, to enlist Phil Spector, but he was unavailable because he was in prison. For I, I could see that things. based on how their sound is. Dude, speaking yeah, of, okay, on, man. so speaking of Phil Spector, um, my favorite podcast, Disgracely, and the same guy, Jake Brennan, does another one called Blood on the Tracks, which is basically like the story of Phil Spector told from the perspective of people that knew him. That uh, is worth a listen. It is I like, bet. dude, that guy was fucking crazy. So, I mean, dude, killed his wife. It wasn't no, dude. That's the thing I always thought too. It wasn't his wife. It was some chick he like barely knew. Oh, he so just like no, yeah, he kidding. just like got her to go home with him, and apparently uh, just had an obsession with guns. But dude, aside from that, just look at pictures of him throughout the years and what dude. happens to his hair. And I mean, he looks like uh, like a fucking alien, man. Emotional haircut, man. Dude, he, yeah, dude. It, but in his case, it is not better than it used to be. No, it's not. Um, well, moving on from Phil Spector, actually, I, <laughs> I wanted to talk. I wanted to talk about the uh, the cover of this album. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, uh, it's it is. If you look at it, it's just a very basic cover. It's the four of them. It has a real red tone and everything. But the photograph was done by uh, Mick Rock. And Mick Rock, he is actually a legendary, no pun intended, rock photographer. Um, he's worked with Queen, David Bowie, Snoop Dogg, uh, the Black Keys, Nas, Queens of the Stone Age. He was actually Bowie's personal photographer during Ziggy Stardust. And wow. he created, dude, he's the one who did created the cover for Lou Reed's Transformer, Iggy Pop, uh, and the Stooges' Raw Power. And also for Queen 2, uh, which is sort of Queen's iconic look where it's that logo? You know, the, four, the, the, the four of them where it's oh, like yeah, the four yeah. faces and that was also the cover of that was kind of recreated for the bohemian rap city video, video. you know how yes, they're singing yes. and everything so dude very very accomplished uh accomplished uh photographer and when they were they were interviewed kind of about it and basically dude they just emailed him and he was like okay i read yeah and um yeah, he spent most of the time like swearing and screaming at them, but they said he was pretty hands on with the photography. So I was like, oh, that's, Dude, that's cool. So I like the cover. Uh, it's this very simple photo, but what I like about it so much is that Cole Alexander is front and center. And like these guys just seem kind of like goofy guys you'd want to like party and hang out with. But yeah, uh, yeah, he's got a chain in his hand like he is going to fucking whip you with it. And yeah. I, I just like that. Well, the, the thing that I really love about the cover, and I think this is something that was that's captured in the in the photo, their music sounds like the cover, like you know, or, or sounds and looks, or sounds like the cover looks. Yeah. So it's like if you want to if you want to judge a book or an album by its cover, like you can do that with this one. Like to me, like when I look at those guys. I'm like, wow, that's the kind of music that they would make is 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 what I'm listening yeah, to. Yeah, and it's it, awesome. It, it really I mean, is. I yeah. love it. It's fucking great. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's, it, it is. So. Now, one thing I think that's interesting is, so at this time, they had um, a gentleman playing guitar with them by the handle of Ian St. Pay. And I believe if you look at the record, he is the one farthest to the right, I believe. Okay. Yep. Now... 
I read that he was actually a music major who was in college and they called him up and were like, dude, do you want to go on tour with us? And he basically dropped out of fucking college being a music major, which if you think about being a music major and what that entails musically and then playing with the with black lips, it's it's like such a fucking deck. It's it's amazing. So I, I just I found that to be a really funny story. I dig it. I dig it. Well, Graham, I think it's about time we get into the tracks. What do you say there? I think so, man. I think so. All right. All right. Track number one, Drive by Buddy. I, I love what it, dude. It starts with a fucking alarm clock. Dude, right? Yeah. That's the first thing. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. not just because that's the first thing I heard, but to me, that was like, wow, that's just screamed out so like... Like 60s psychedelia. I know. Right? It's like, just a uh, weird yeah, way to start. To... In it. But I like, uh, I, I really, I like the lyrics um, because it's like, it talks about people maybe not uh, being okay with uh, sort of their station in life, or as they would say, the life that you chose. Um, but right, I, I like it. chose me. Yeah, but then they're just talking about it. if your butt's clean, it's all good because we're just hanging on a broken T-Bird hood. Like, they're just sitting on a broken car, like, kind of drinking beers and smoking and shit. Like, that's the image I get of them in their leather jackets, oh, you know? fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. But I, I like the one where they where they talk uh, the second verse where it's, Sister, what's the matter? Do you hate the light? But, dude, the I think he... See, some of these lyric sites get it wrong because I'm sorry. It's the pathway to your heart is straight up through your nose. Like you got to fucking bump a rail to get there. I just I like that imagery. The pathway to your heart goes straight up it through is, your nose. Dude, it is. It is some great imagery right there. Like paint that picture. Roll it yeah. up and smoke it. Um, yeah, I I think it's such a catchy tune. I mean, a lot of their tunes are. Um, it it has that grittiness and some crunch to it. Uh, again, love the alarm clock and everything. And it's one thing that's interesting with with not only this song but many other songs is, and I will say, it is is the vocals. And I I can't really tell sometimes if it's. They just double his vocals. I think or, it's several or, of them it's, singing. It's several of them together, right? Yeah, I, I because can't sometimes I the feel vocals. like Cole is the main singer, and his voice, as you listen to him more, like you could tell his voice as opposed to Jared's voice. Yeah. All right, that makes sense then. Yeah. All right. Graham, moving on. Track number two, smiling. Dude, I, I love it. It's about like a night in jail for just doing stupid shit. And like, dude, yesterday um, we went too far. Like, yeah, no shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's like you woke up in jail, and oh well, I guess we pushed the. I guess we know how far we can push dude, it. Huh? So come on down, bail me out. Don't act too concerned. I, I just, I love that. Yeah. And what's the other one? I, I won't sleep tonight because fluorescents burn too bright. Like they, they just mm -hmm. even even with like silly subject matter, I feel like they do a good job of writing lyrics that are that are poignant and not like idiotic. You know, they're they're sure. not. They're they're uh they're funny. Well and, and, and kind of what I got from this and this album and I don't maybe this isn't a hundred percent true because um but it, basically it kind of feels like they're talking sort of about like 
they are the high school dropouts and they're talking about things and incidents and, and stuff that they have. Now, I don't know how true to life a lot of this is. Maybe Dude, some of it is. I mean, you I know, think it's I, a, I think it's very true to life. Like there's a there's a good video on YouTube that's called like neighborhoods or something. And it's Cole and Jared and the interviewer. And they're basically like they're just walking around with them where they grew up and just telling them about like just the, the shit they did and, like, and what it was like growing up and why they are the way they are. But, dude, there's I think all this stuff is pretty true. I mean, dude, how many kids do you know that actually got kicked out of high school in their senior year? I don't know. I, I know, like even you know, and in, in you know, you you and I knew some kids who maybe you'd considered like more of the bad kids, but dude, they actually have a song on. Um, I think it's good, bad, not evil, called "Bad Kids," and they're they're they do like those call and response vocals, and somebody oh, says yeah. spray paint, and then their response is a oh, penis on the wall. <laughs> like dude, they just they're they're just fucking well, goofballs, I- dude. And I think that's kind of what I sort of meant to say and, and kind of talk about was I feel like and not I don't mean this in any sort of critical or insulting way. I feel like a lot of their stories, at least in, in things that they talk about, are almost um, adolescent. Oh, yeah. They do have a lot to do with kind of this time period in life of. Um, still being in high school and figuring yourself out and, you know, or, or you are the dropout and you're like, you know, you're like the older kid going to the high school parties and that, yeah. that kind of stuff. You know, it, it just kind of has that sort of has that feel to it. Well, it's funny. Cause even though they're not in their adolescence, I think you could argue with the stuff that they've done just in being a band. Like they still kind of have like a little bit of that. And there's a song that we'll get to where, I read a review of this album. I can't remember which source it was from, but somebody said that this particular song sounded like it was autobiographical. And I read that and I'm like, dude, no shit. The whole fucking, like everything that they do is like, (laughs) yeah, I was kind of like, wow, boy, real good pull there. No fucking shit, lady. Does it sound like I'm ordering a pizza? Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, exactly. Fucking A, the so, gentleman has a major credit card. Do you realize? Yeah. So, uh, track number three, Make, Make You, you Mine. Mine. Dude, uh, another really catchy song. And, and, and I'm not sure why this stood out to me. Maybe, dude... I think Wes Anderson would love these guys. Oh, if you, in his they movies, should be always, in his movie. Like, this song yeah. should be in one of his movies. And and for some reason, I don't know why it was this song that really kind of stuck out to me. But the scene in Royal Tenenbaums, I think they play the Ramones, and it's where Margot Tenenbaum is uh, uh, played by Gwyneth Paltrow. I haven't seen it. Um, is they're kind of going through her history of men, and oh, she's like hanging dude. out with people and making out with people, and then it ends. And I think it's the Ramones playing. And dude, it is. That it's scene. Judy is a punk, which is a f- okay. fucking great song too. Yeah. And I, for some reason, I don't know why, I just kind of, I was like, I heard this song almost like, oh, I oh. could see that in one of his scenes or movies. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. And I, I think the the thing is, is that this song could be used in a movie. It's not. It's not dark. It's not about like 
you know, like bad things. It, it's really kind of a sweet song, which is weird to say with Black Lips, but yeah. 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 But you're right, it is catchy, so. and I like how the vocals flow together. Like how oh, they stretch out when they say Saturday night. Like they, <laughs> they you know, they, I like that. Yeah. No, it is it has a hopeful feel of like yeah. kind of wanting to get wanting to get the girl, I guess, is what I kind of felt. So um all right, number four. Funny <sighs> dude. I you know, this it does have that um uh like it opens up with this drum beat and and I I don't know I, I feel like I've heard that before in in something. There's something, and, and I don't know what it is, but it sounds really familiar with to, to me. Well, it's, so it's I, got I, that real slight delay to it. Okay, and and that's that's uh, yeah, you're right. It's not like something you've never heard, but just the way those guitars just kind of come in and they're kind of so gritty. I just and, dirty. and then and then the synth comes in when he's when he's going to the choruses. I don't feel so corny now. I kind of like that. Like he's just saying. You know, there he's the dude who kind of is uh, thinks that all this kind of fucked up shit is is funny. But I, I so just funny. I don't know I I this this one really when I heard this one I was like this this is an awesome song, dude. The, the one of the line when I was listening to it today that's not dude. I love you like an Eskimo hand grenade. Pull the clip, little baby. Let's explode today. It's like, wow, dude. I I don't know what you're smoking, but pass it over here. Dude, I could. When Eventually, we're going to scratch 200 million thousand. And when we do, I will pull out the vinyl because instead of on the on the thing, instead of like the fucking lyrics they just like write these stream of consciousness things about the songs and dude you will see what they're smoking because it is it is amazing Uh, Um, do you have this on vinyl i don't i want this one this This, is one i've i one i've been looking for this would be a good one yeah Yeah. no i want this one too but for some reason 200 million thousand has always been my favorite because of the song big black baby jesus of today amazing song so i i had to get I'll that one first but i i am gonna get this one but the line okay. that always uh stood out to me and in the video for this song it's kind of funny because it says oh, uh like you. were you riding little lady come suck some milk from my titties <laughs> like i do i remember hearing just that line. A weird, I like, just a weird ass line but i'm like all right man i'm i did Get on that train, take the ride. Right. Yeah. Track number five, the Dorner Party. And when I first read it, I was like, oh, the Donner Party? Oh, okay. Let's, we're all cannibals? Or- I'm, I'm glad you said that because that is exactly what I thought. And I, I actually pulled up something about the Donner Party. Um, yeah. Because what is he... <sighs> Wait, is there some relation or no? I don't think so, but there was just some weird... Th- there was some lines in the song that would almost make me think maybe there was a relation. Uh, but there there was... What, what this song presupposes is... Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe he did win. Um, yeah. The one line that I think is weird is like, is this guy a ranger or a real cop? So it's like they're that's where I kind of got the thing about being out in the wilderness. I'm going out on my own patrol kind of I don't, I don't know. I don't know gotcha. what it's about. But, dude, 
for the longest time, I thought it, the title was actually Donner Party. Gotcha. Yeah, dude, uh, this this song is really a beat. I love the. Uh, I just it's got a good punk feel. Uh, some good riffs. It just moves, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a good um, one. If you were gonna go next, you would say Justice After All. Yes, I would. Now uh, I I don't really know uh, what exactly this is about. Oh, uh, oh, oh, I got one for you, dude. All right, so, okay. and this might be a little bit of a stretch, and I did kind of listen to both songs today, but when I first heard it and first listened to it. The this the intro sound reminds me a little bit of fucking Boris the Spider by the Who. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I can understand that. And and just when I heard that, I was like, man, you know, again, not saying anybody's like copying or stealing or anything. Yeah, like no, that. no, no. Um, I I can see why because, you say that though. It's probably for all I know, it's different fucking chords, it's different everything, and. Even when I kind of listened to them sort of back to back, I was like, yeah, I mean, it's it's something, but it's not really. But when my ears first heard it, I was like, oh, OK, I kind of I kind of got it. Yeah. So. And, and I don't this is a lyrically. I'm, I have trouble really following what what it's about in a specific theme, but it's mm-hmm. it, it's kind of just about like maybe social justice issues but it's got a sound that i like i think it's just a kind of a relatable just solid rock song no i i agree i when i listened to it i i couldn't really discern like a sort of a story or any kind of thread um so but but i think they use they use that term well the way they the way they work in in with justice after all into the lyrics I think works for me. Um, it, it it makes sense in the context of what else they're saying. Totally, it sure certainly does. But dude, the next one is Boys in the Wood. Now, I told you at the beginning that this this group hails from Dunwoody, Georgia, outside of Atlanta, mm. right? So this was the one where that reviewer said something about, could this be, you know, like uh, uh, basically the Black Lips talking about themselves? And I'm kind of like, yeah, dude, no shit. They're just talking about drinking whiskey, Southern smoke. Um, They're basically just talking about like that they were the bad kids getting fucked up. And I mean, like I, I to me, I always thought Boys in the Wood was autobiographical just because it's like they short that would that would be like their their fucking boys in the hood well no but like like they're their short name for dunwoody like the wood like they come from the wood you know what i mean oh yeah that definitely makes sense i mean even you know if if you think boys in the wood it's like what that makes me think of is like dude I mean, think about when we were kids, man, sneaking off into the woods, man, to yeah. like smoke, smoke some Swisher sweets because we're fucking just we're dude, bad, just you hard know? like that, yeah, yeah, dude. just just raw like life. Um, but <laughs> one thing I like about this song is that, like, 
uh, I think it was like during the chorus um, when everybody comes in and kind of like turns into this sing along, yeah, a, a little bit. You know, them you boys say, I mean, are wild. Dude, yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe they're hanging out, just getting getting yeah, buzzed dude. and just having a good time, hanging on that um, T bird hood from <laughs> from. Yeah. The, but yeah. one thing is though is with this song is at the end they I, I feel like they they bring in some horns too. Don't they? I, I think they do, and that to me adds adds kind of a nice touch. I don't know if anyone's right. credited for that, but I swear I hear hear horns in the background there. I mean, probably. You know, I'm not I'm not talking like Exile on Main Street horns, but there's there's no Bobby there's Keys. Okay. No, 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 no Bobby Keys, no Dick Perry, none of that shit. So now, kind of continuing off that theme is like waiting. So it talks a lot about like almost like they're just sitting in school, like waiting for what's next. Is because they make references to the teacher and the pledge of teacher allegiance. Teacher in the classroom. And, yeah. Uh, well, it, and that's what I was saying earlier. Like some of their stuff is it does have that teen adolescent yeah. angst, sure. you know, the rebellious you know feel. And and I just felt like this song was really kind of about them sort of being the outcasts in high school. Yeah. Um, you know, and then just kind of saying though, like, hey, there, there are some lyrics. I don't have the specific lyrics, but um in, in general, it's kind of like talking to all the people um, you know, whether they're it's it, you know the teachers or the people in school or the families around. It's like, you know, hey there's these outcasts in high school. You're going to find them in your neighborhood. You're going to find them in your shed, you know, but, um, you know, you, you'd rather they be gone long, uh, long forever light and sound. If they had never existed, that'd be yeah. fine. It's like, yeah, you know, we could, we could do without you. That's fine. Yeah. Piss off. Piss off. Dude. And I, I like the next song, do the vibrate. I feel like the guitar part has kind of like that spy sound, you know, like that sixties kind of spy sound. That's what I put in my notes. I was like, it almost like has this James Bond feel. Yeah. Like, and I I like that, but I also like how you can hear and dude, you can almost feel like the vibration that they recorded of like a phone doing that. But dude, I've, I when I heard that fucking line, put your phone in your crotch, in your and crotch put it on vibrate. vibrate. <laughs> fucking that is so funny. It's so funny, yeah. dude. It is. Um, and I can almost see them sort of being like the rebellious band in high school and playing this at some sort of like Halloween dance and all the kids and teachers are there. Like sort of when I heard the song, that, that, yeah. that, 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 that's, that's the, that's the vision. I and got, when they so. do that, ow, that's when the vibrate, the, the sound of that comes in. And I just, I like right. it because you know, that sound, you can almost feel it. I, I think that's cool. Feel the heat. Oh um, yeah. Feel, feel, feel. Feel the heat. I, I don't want to go home. I don't want to go home. Yeah. Um, Dude, bass and guitar. I don't know if it's the bass or the guitar, but dude, that fuzz got some nasty ass fuzz. fuzz. Yeah, I love me some fuzz. Fuzz with the buzz, man. It's it's real nice. It is real nice. Um, But again, it sounds like this sort of group sing along. I I, I like how they Mm -hmm. kind of do that, and um, you know when they layer their lyrics, it's 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 pretty cool. Yeah. No, and and again, it, it kind of continues with that theme of just like partying and doing stupid shit. Like, uh, oh. you know, I don't want to go home. I want to stay out till the sun is bright. Well, I'm never acting grown. I'm gonna do what makes me feel all right. Now I'm turning off my phone. 
I've heard it all, and I don't want to find. I mean, you know, it's just Dude, I can't the, find the, the hotel. They're all gone. I'm here all alone. <laughs> uh, dude, the sun is up. It's way too bright, and I'm sick of being stoned. Yeah, like, yeah. It I mean, doesn't doesn't really get any more literal than that. Yeah, I like it. And you don't have to. So, um, all right, dandelion dust. Interesting. Yes. Title. Um. I think this also has, you know, some real fuzz thumping to it. Yes, it does. Um, uh, also, dude, they really utilize the tambourine. I have noticed yeah. they are. They dude, are the background percussion. And I'm dude, a big fan of it, too. I, I realized that when I listened to my favorite song of theirs, which I have already mentioned, like I listened to it the other day after I listened to this album. And dude, what made it for me was was the percussion, like the the drums and the shaker. Dude, the, the shaker, like, not, the not... Doof, 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 doof. Doof, 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 doof. It's coming from the brain. It's coming from here. Yeah. Um, the bass is coming from the brain. So, yeah, yeah. So, I did notice in the song that there are some some screams that I would kind of... They're kind of maybe Yoko screams, not yeah. a, a little light Yoko. I, I wouldn't exactly say Fiona Apple on Fetch the Bull Cutters, but... Okay. Um, but... In that like area, why in that like realm. Yoko why or why not song which one Oof, it's tough I don't know toss up toss it up Grim uh, but I did notice that and it's it's a little uh, it's funny I was actually gonna make a Yoko Ono tie in on the last song uh, which have you heard her so- her song where she says the sun is down it's getting so dark no. <laughs> it's amazing dude. It's amazing, dude. Sounds like it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Give it a listen. It's dude. It when she yeah. makes the greatest hits, guarantee that song will be on there. I uh, hope so. I'm picking that up on 180 gram reissued definitive edition. Oh yeah, you get that on a fucking gold disc and put it in a goddamn yeah. time capsule. <laughs> yeah, I'll put it. I'm gonna get two copies. One will go on my safe, and the other I'll listen to. So yeah. Um, all right, last track of the album, Grim Dog Years. I asked one of my favorites, and dude, my favorite part is when he goes into almost spoken word. You came to the party and you stepped outside, and dude, his description of this dude, is so, so funny, fucking yeah. great. With yeah, your, yeah, yeah. you grabbed your Virginia Slim yeah. Ultra Light Menthol One Hundreds. So Brush, the long ones, Virginia Slims are like '80s lady cigarettes. <laughs> like, dude, do you remember at fucking Plums when we used to have to? We were bag boys at a grocery store, and we have to go to use, get the smokes. Uh, you'd go get the smokes, and yeah. you'd be like, "No, no, oh, the hundreds, the yeah. hundreds." I want this, yeah. And I was yeah. like, "Okay, dude, sorry. hundreds, hundreds are when you look at the pack, they're just so much longer." I mean, sorry, it's like fucking in Virginia life. Slims, Jeez. dude. They're like. It's like theoretically, if someone were to roll a joint, but they roll a skinny one, but it's like six pinner, inches long. Yeah, but it's like six inches long, dude. They're so weird looking, especially the Virginia Slims. <laughs> but I, I like when he sa- he says that uh, yeah, I was yeah, I was uh, I was staring oh, back was. at you in awe, like some piece of cutting edge technological equipment like that is a funny ass line to me 
He does. Like I get it. Really like you're like you see some like you see a flying car and you're just like, holy shit! I knew you were the one. Exactly. You're the one. It's the whole thing, man. Oh well, uh, Graham, we are at the end of the album. I know. Whew. You know what that means. You know what that means. I do. Mm. And what it means is first, I ask you what your favorite song on the album is. Fuck, I feel like it's lame because in the last one I was like, oh, I like the first song, and this one I do like the first. Dude, song. I Drive By Buddy was is is a contender for me. Like I could put it to three I, songs, and that'd be one I, of them. I, I, it's just one of those. It's an it's, awesome well, song. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's the first one you hear, and it is so catchy. It is. So yeah, I love I love those vocal lines. Oh brother, what's yeah. the matter? Right. Yeah, right. It's, it's it's like, yeah, easily one of my favorites. Yeah. So I mean I, I do I do gotta go with that one. So I went with that one. Okay. You? 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 I kinda have a hard time between Honestly, between Drive By Buddy, Funny, and Dog Ears. But, dude, I guess I got to go with Funny because I just love that that delayed beat and how thick it is. And when those guitars just... It is is, is pretty fucking thick. It just drives. It moves ahead. It does drive. All right. But since I think I scratched the last one, I think you are on the T. On the T. B on the T. TD on the T. Oh, man. Well, unfortunately, I noticed that when we were going... Well, it's not unfortunate because it's just how I fucking feel. But when we were going through the list, you had a uh, you had a liking for, for this song. And I, and, and I appreciate your your i appreciate your appreciation for it i think i know what one you're gonna say and i i okay. have a hard time fighting you on it uh, but go on okay it's do the vibrate yeah i i yeah. kind of figured um, that i i i think the thing is i think it's the vocals i think the way he sings yeah um, it gets it, a little it, just, it gets a little, a little harsh i know it does it does um and i, I, I really do like, like it but i can see why i'm definitely yeah. not throwing out a w t f i t s on that one uh, dude i never because dude words. i was listening to this in spring at spring break with my family um with yeah. little lucy and lisa and my mother-in-law Catherine, at the pool and the song rem- comes on and people yeah like, and i remember they were kind of like um, I mean, this is fine and all, but maybe some a little less like where they don't scream as much. <laughs> you know? Well, it's hard, man. I mean, it, to me, that's sort of the whole point of this sort of this game. I guess that's the track they would scratch because I mean, yeah, dude, that's track yeah. that's track nine. It seemed like they were cool with one through eight, right? I mean, mm-hmm. so um, I, I I think that that makes sense. It, it's it's telling. At the same time, if you know that's what's playing it's like what what is that song like two minutes two and a half minutes yeah two and a half but i but i get it it's just yeah i do too man it's kind of one of those ones where um you know it, it, it it can rub people the wrong way which is funny given the nature of its title can vibrate people the wrong way you know what happens to the best of us so all right your scratch. Dandelion dust. Ooh. 
really? I don't. I don't hate. Let me think about this. Hmm. I gotta think about that now. Oh well, shit. I thought you would have thought about it before we actually hit record, but I guess not. Ah, dude, it, it's like one of those. <laughs> yeah, fair point, but but you know, fuck off too, mm. uh, <laughs> because it was always. I got it. <laughs> no, it's waiting. Sorry, that was an amateur move, but it's waiting because to me it was always a, a toss up between those two. And now All that right. I think about it, I do love the kind of the uh, 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 the driving in fuzz dumping, know? man. Yeah, fuzz yeah. And oh, waiting, no. waiting. It's not like I don't like that song, but if I, I guess if I really have to come down to the two of them. Right. That's where I'm going. Right. Man, no, I, I don't want to wait today. for that song to finish. No, I mean I do, but I am. Man, we should do a wait. We should do. I am. I waiting am waiting by by the Stones. We should do waiting. Waiting by the Black Lips and the Wait by Built to Spill. Well, that's where I'm saying. I think we need. We already have songs of the same name. I just think you do an ass songs of the same name asterisk where it's like they're so close. Yeah, I it's, mean, it's dude, just we've okay. Been, we've been getting so many views on those episodes. That I know. We just we should break branch off. There is a clear demand uh, for more. Absolutely. So. Well, ladies and gentlemen, pimps, players, and hustlers, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We think uh, this is a great album. It's a great band you should check out if you have not yeah, checked them listen out. Listen to the album. Uh, you you like this one, and then what's the other album that you're really into? The dude, I like two hundred thousand million, and I also like um, uh, well, a lot of them. I'm. I, of them. I don't want to cool. sit here. And so he's a big it. fan. We'll just leave it there. All right. <laughs> I was thinking, <laughs> let it bloom. Sorry, let I, I let like it. let it bloom. That's uh, yeah. and and Satan's graffiti or God's art, also a good one. Oh, all right, so there's like four. Awesome. Well, this one is called Underneath the Rainbow, and uh, it's a good one. It's a quick listen. Uh, if you guys like punk pop, some psychedelic tunes, then hey, check check some of this out. Like it's a uh, it's pretty cool. Big fan yeah. of it. And uh, man, the more I listen to it, the more I'm like. This one needs. This is. A, I feel like this is a good. This would be a good vinyl purchase because dude, it I know has that that scratchiness, that rawness to it that I feel and like I, really would come through. I agree, and I want to say this like as much as I really like Pitchfork and respect them. Sorry the guys, it's better than a fucking six point three. What the Just fuck saying. is that? It is. Uh, maybe we should do your reviews. Just saying. <laughs> um, you know, call our call our agent. Yeah. Um, all right. Thank uh, you everyone for listening. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back next week with another hot episode. I have no idea what it is at this point because we are so out of order. But it's gonna and, be a good one. Yeah. So yeah, we're good. All right. Well, happy hump day. Take care. Time to go. Doing Grim Show. Scratcher Track is produced by the Dude and Grim. Additional music provided by Moore and the Tims. Copyright 2021. The Dude and Grim Show. You count for nothing, I was born to succeed. Eating the ripest fruit, you're planting the seeds. If you're getting too close, I'll build up a